These packages are arriving in the United States from China. I'm really seriously looking at getting one. I definitely should do that. This feels so realistic, like real <laughs> life. It's not even funny. They've really recreated this well. As long as it gets <laughs> it in the water and gets it out of the water. Okay, what stresses me out the most is parking. I might have a get a hernia out of that, but... uh. We just keep ours parked like on the street in front of our house. Again, not a lot of people do. Yeah, it's just your yeah. dyslexic friends. That's okay. I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, mother. A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This. Two is one. The Real Brian Show. Hello there. How you doing? All right, it's time to get positive, have some fun, and nerd out. It is Friday. Isn't that special? Caffeinatrix returns. Captain Influence has new origins of sayings. I'll review my spy. And then as for the rest of the plans... This is the play. This is the play. Okay. The quarterback. Two receivers lined up to the left, one to the right. There's a flanker lined up to the left behind the quarterback. Oh, yeah. He gives the ball. No, he doesn't. He doesn't get the ball. The receiver goes all the way over there to the left. Now, once the quarterback has the ball, he fakes to the left. No. He fakes to the right. He doesn't fake. He, he thinks about fake. He pretends to fake. I don't know where I am. I can't breathe. Oh, this room is getting smaller. I have to sit down. Um, not sure if that's a good plan or not, but let's rock it. So welcome to the O'Brien show. I'm I, I guess we're going to be faking about faking about faking. I don't know what we're going to do today. I really have no idea, but I'm so glad you're here and thank you for listening. I'm the real Brian, I, I think. It's a free-for-all. I'm Captain Influence. Yes, free-for-all. Boom. Captain, welcome back. Thanks. Hey, I'm back again. <laughs> oh, yes. Delayed part three a little <laughs> bit, but we'll just say this is a new one. Hey, you remember when you said you were going to be on like for like a third week in a row and then you weren't and then everyone was like writing in and being like, dude, where was Caffeinatrix? We were like waiting. We like woke up early on Friday when the show airs at, you know, 3 a.m. Eastern time, ready to hear Caffeinatrix's, Caffeinatrix's, we're going to go with that, her voice, and you weren't there. And actually, no, I didn't I didn't hear anything from anyone. Don't worry, you're fine. Well, good <laughs> thing I deleted my social media for a while, or else yeah. I think I might have gotten a lot of hate mail. Welcome hate back. posts. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. So what's, uh, what's happening with you, Caffeinatrix's? Oh, not much, you know. Just the huge. Yeah. Still in school. Um, That's good. Be cool. Stay I, in school. Don't do drugs. Wait. Oh, yeah. Definitely not. Well, hold up. I thought, you know, your school had been canceled last week. Checked in with you, correct? Yes, it's still canceled. They haven't come out with any other information yet. Which, you know. So you're totally in limbo as far as classes are concerned. Well, she's on the yeah. Basically, and that was a while ago that they announced that. So, huh. um, so yeah, I'm I'm waiting to see if they're gonna open buildings. Because if so, I would probably go back to Savannah. But we'll just oh, see. I, 
I have this house in Savannah, and it's just gathering dust right now. Oh, gag me with a spoon. It is. I'm, I'm scared my plants are dead. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, your plants are dead. Trust me. You're going to walk back well, in, I and there's going to be this overgrowth of plants, like, taking over the entire apartment. I mean, yeah, you're not even going to be able to get through all the vines. I hope so. Yeah. I hope. I would rather have that than they all be dead. Mysterious yeah. seeds. I, Did you get mysterious seeds? Is that what happened? <laughs> That's right. Definitely. <laughs> Have you heard about that? The mysterious like seeds? Like Jack and the Beanstalk? No, no. Like oh. legitimately happening right now that allegedly China, uh, and of course there's no proof that it's actual China doing it, but these packages are arriving in the United States from China that people didn't order and they're opening them up and it's like this package of, or like a little packet of beans or seeds or whatever. I, I think they're seeds actually. And nobody knows what they are. That sounds sketchy. Well, of course it is. And so people are like either saying, oh, cool, free seeds. I'm going to go put them in my garden. Well, bad idea. Or most people are saying, I don't know what this is. And so they're throwing it away. And so they're going to the landfill and these seeds will be taking root in landfills. And so the uh, various departments of agriculture in all the different states are saying, if you receive this, do not plant it. Do not throw it away and do not open the package. Please contact your local state department of agriculture and they'll instruct you on what to do with it because they're afraid that it's going to introduce this potentially dangerous plant or something that will hurt and potentially even destroy An invasive our ecosystem. Species. So your <laughs> mysterious not? seeds turned into these man eating like Venus fly traps called Audrey that no 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 <laughs> you know what they're gonna be what? they're gonna be the singing sunflowers oh that's right that's all oh, see now that would be amazing so natalie what, what's your real name i mean isn't isn't natalie like short for something like <laughs> natalia natalia you, it definitely is how did you know so is it or is it oh. natalicious or natalianina that's the best one i've heard <laughs> That's not how she's humoring you. you People have legitimately <laughs> asked you what Natalie is short for. Yeah, legitimately. It happened a lot more when I was younger, like in middle school and high school. And I'd be like, where did you come from? Do you not <laughs> Seriously? know this is like its own name? It's not short for anything. What would it be short for? Yeah, yeah like, I'm trying to figure that out. I have a friend it's named... It's kind of long as it is. It's not a very short name. I have a friend named Hugh and... People have asked, what's Hugh short for? And I'm like, Hubert or Hubert? No, it doesn't even come on. Where do people come up with this stuff? I know. Because they're people. Don't assume. Don't assume. That's so weird. Huh. So Natalie is short for whatever you have. You figured out a really long, amazing like Lilu, you know, in in Fifth Element. Lilu is short for and I can't even pronounce it. Lilu Takamalakamalakamalai. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, so you just come up with something like that, Natalie. You could be like, hey, so Natalie is short for, and if somebody ever asks you that again, you've got to have like a really ridiculous answer for them. Oh, yeah, it's short for this, and then like they can't pronounce it. I know. I definitely should do that. Yeah. I have thought about it sometimes. Like if I were to go by something that's not Natalie, which is my real name. (laughs) Yeah. Just putting that out there. Like some people call me Nat, like my, some people in my family and like, some of my close friends. I used to hate that, but then it it grew on me. I could go by Allie. Hmm. Interesting. Or Lee. Or I could what? go by Adam. Adel. 
<laughs> no, <I don't> <laughs> now, now we're jumping the shark. So, I'm sorry. We're skip jumping now. Yeah, skip jumping. Here's what you got to do is say Natalie is short for Nat. There you go. Oh, perfect. And then they're that like, wait, wait, what? Sense. Exactly. So which do you prefer? Nat, Natalie, or or whatever? What, what, do, you, what do you prefer? I prefer Natalie. Okay. It's only people that are close to me who call me Nat, and it's not even that often. I have not my Instagram bio, though, for some reason. I just put that in there. Yeah, I know. I also think some people have called me, instead of Natalie, they call me Nality. Yeah, which is also on your Instagram. Which is also in there because I just think it's funny. And so yeah. then people get confused and think that that's actually my name. So go with Nality. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's just your yeah. dyslexic friends. That's okay. Or, or That'll do you prefer, be my design name. Or do you prefer Caffeinatrix? Oh, well, what about Trendsetter? <laughs> oh, that's right. TS. Forgot about that one. Huh? The Trend. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go with that. Either way. Trend, I feel like well, you have to be a rapper to be Trendsetter. I don't nah, know. Well, like, you know, she is a rapper. She's a Russian rapper. Natalia. Actually, da. I am a rapper these days because so for one of my projects <laughs> that I'm working on right now, I have to um, make a lyric video. Oh. And so in high school... My best friend and I learned the entire Alphabet. song Rapper's oh. Delight. Oh, wow. That's, oh, a, yeah. that's a long one. Good one. It is a long one. And it's just such a fun song. And we're yeah. proud of ourselves for learning it. And so I was like, yo, Emily, let's go shoot a music video for Rapper's Delight. Just like a shortened version. I'm only doing like the first like 30 seconds of the rap like before he switches off to the next guy. Uh-huh. But we went and filmed it last Saturday and it was so much fun. Nice. <laughs> if I didn't have to put lyrics over it going with the music, I would have shot a music video for the whole thing. Like it was just so much fun. I'm so excited to see how it turns out. <laughs> so nice. you know, maybe, you shoot I'll, it? maybe it'll go viral and then I can yeah. do the trendsetter. Yes. Because then I basically am, I'm a lip sync rapper. Oh, did you, did you shoot it COVID style or yeah, with the mask, Um, nothing's going on. No, did you you stay far apart and wear masks (laughs) in the video? We thought about doing masks, but then we were like, well, then they won't see our lips. Exactly. Yeah. Well, then they would never know. um, But we had a variety of scenes. We had a scene just like in the field where the CSU stadium used to be, Mm -hmm. is no longer in existence. We did it there. We did it a scene on the hood of my car. Nice. <laughs> oh, we, yeah. Uh, say that one more time, Natalie, except slower. You, you did what on the hood of your car there? We sat on the hood <laughs> of my car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and wrapped. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool so story. So there was a scene there. Um, we did a scene in front of the Campbell soup can. What? Oh, yes. Oh, I know what you're Campbell talking about. Can, yeah, there's yeah. a giant the Campbell soup there. near us. Yes. <laughs> it is. It is still there. Yeah. Well, I didn't wow. know that it actually had Andy Warhol's signature on it. Oh, Are you serious? No, I didn't either. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah, it's monitored by a video camera huh. to make sure no one vandalizes it, which I just thought it was just there to be there. But he actually came here and signed gotcha. it. That I That is so insane to me. But Okay, check. Um, so disconnect the video camera, steal the signature. Okay, cool. Got it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we did one there and then obviously we went downtown into a few alleys because that's classic. Oh yeah. And you know I had my chain on. Oh yeah. And my mirror sunglasses. Aviators? 
they weren't actually. Oh. I don't know how to describe them. I'll have to send Ooh. you uh, the link when it's done. So yes, you please. Can post it somewhere since I can't just be talking about it and then no one can see it. You got to actually perform it. it. That's what I'm nerding out on right now is my rapper's delight music video. <laughs> Isn't that special? Isn't that special? Yeah. That's our tagline, our catchphrase for the week. So join us. Join us in that. I am very aware here that Captain Influence is going to become a true captain soon. Yeah, because I hope so. you're looking into a boat. Now, are you in the process yeah. of building a uh, kind of DIY submarine? Is that is that no, correct? No. No, that would be really cool and fun, but yeah. I'm so mechanically uninclined yeah. that I'm sure it would sink before it even got a foot into the water. You'd have one of, you'd um, be one of those guys with the screen door in it, right? Yeah, you know, the yeah. the Polish submarine. No, uh-huh. no offense to Polish people. That's insensitive, I, man. <laughs> in this day and age you're probably it right is. i am actually that guy who went on another successful fishing trip this summer and went oh man i really wish i had my own <laughs> fishing boat well i've done that lots of times throughout my adult life but mm-hmm. i've never had a place to put the boat until now oh because you have a backyard or a I, side no, yard? I have a big garage i have a big oh. garage we're not using so i have a space to store it and i'm not looking for anything big i'm looking to spend maybe four grand right so okay. nothing you can get a decent fishing boat for four grand. In fact, a decent, decent fishing boat. Uh, I was surprised to find out. So I'm really seriously looking at getting one. My mother-in-law is really excited uh, for me. <laughs> she wants me to get a fishing boat. So, so she I can, can join fishing. you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So this coming weekend, uh, her and I are driving up to the reservoir that, that is just maybe 15 minutes north of me. Sweet. It's like this 50-mile-long reservoir that I live really close to wow. that I've never been to. And we're going to go up there, check out the marina, check out their dock, see what their procedures are, yada, yada. I'm going to get a hitch, put on my Toyota Corolla. Ha ha. Um, Wait a minute. The Corolla will pull a fishing boat? Yeah. It'll pull a small fishing boat easily. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, you can <laughs> pull. You can pull. So I thought you were joking. Totally. So did I. No, no, oh, you, dude, it, you guys, we're talking a very small boat here. You're going to be one of those that's memes. barely bigger than like a robot. You're, you're going to be one of those memes that's <laughs> like that. all over social media about the dude who's pulling the fishing boat with his Corolla and his back, <laughs> his back wheels are behind. Should, it's going to rip the whole suspension you out. Should, yeah, you know, you should see the Corolla too. The paint is totally damaged on it because it oh. it's my wife's old car when she lived in Scottsdale. Dude. And so it's been out in the sun a lot and it looks like it. So, um, oh, yeah, it's, it's gonna, a total ghetto car. You're going to be a Jeff Foxworthy redneck joke. You do know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally. And, and actually, now that you bring this up, I'm actually having second thoughts. So thanks a lot, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's for the best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't want you to lose your reputation that much more. Uh, I mean, no. Oh, but, yeah, because I have such a huge reputation I, to maintain. I, I'm kidding. Um, Buy a fish boat. Dude, get a fishing boat. That is a really cool idea, though. I'm just oh, yeah, not no, sure pulling it with a Corolla is the wisest decision <laughs> for the sake no, 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 of your no, no, car. No. no, you don't understand. No, it's it's we're really not talking much weight. Okay. You, people pull small U-Hauls with a with a sedan all the time, True. right? And this I is know. gonna weigh less than that. So yeah, we're good. Okay. But it will look funny. I am now, thank you, cognizant of the fact that it will look <laughs> interesting. But you don't want to go get, you know, some big old daggone pickup truck, you know, just to pull a little small fishing boat around because yeah, that's gonna even, look funny too. Or even a small pickup truck. I don't really need it. I just don't need yeah, it. I so my that. car, my car works fine. And honestly, who cares what people think really exactly. as long as it works. <laughs> as long as it gets it in the water and gets it out of the water. So it's yeah. true. I would just have good brakes. Make sure you got a good parking <laughs> yeah, brake because we yeah. have a boat. We have a boat and Wait, I my one of my jobs How come is, you have invited us out to boat? Where 
We're I'll, getting the, I'll come the with seats you. reupholstered. Oh, uh, okay. Let me know but, when they're um, done. Okay. When we go, I'm in charge of getting into the truck. My dad has a Dodge Ram 1500. And so I have to get into the truck, drive it with the boat on the trailer, which it stresses me out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what stresses me out more? Okay, what stresses me out the most is parking because yeah. you have to swing out and people park terribly and there's people everywhere. The lake's so busy these days. But yeah. what is really stressful is trying to pull the boat out of the water. Yeah. I have my foot like on. <laughs> I'll pull the parking brake and have my foot my left foot on the brake and my right foot on the gas and oh. push them at the same time so that I, I'm scared of slipping back into the water. Yeah, and then you get swept away by the currents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just uh, this big, long ramp you're going to yeah, end up is. at the bottom of the lake. Maybe I shouldn't yeah. have brought it up. You guys are giving me all these second thoughts now. and yeah. uh, We just and, want oh, you to be safe. Yes. Yeah, and, <laughs> I and I'm also slip down the ramp. Right, and I'm also very. I'm gonna. I will before we do anything. I'm gonna talk to the guys at the marina and say, "Hey, does anyone ever leave little fishing? You know, put little fishing boats in the water with a sedan? And if they say no, that never happens, and here's why, then I'll rethink this whole plan. Well, because um, they can stall out, or because they go <laughs> too far underwater, the tailpipe gets stuck right. underwater, and that does happen. I've seen that sure. with uh, certain cars that have to get towed out up in various lakes. But like yeah. a lot of people are bringing in their trucks, and so the the pipes are above the water line when they back into the water a little bit and they can still get out. Yeah. They're right. lifted, but more. I've seen it. But I've, also, yeah. I'm speaking for like the boat that we have, which is not a fishing boat. It's a motorboat. Yeah. We have just like a regular boat. So right. it's definitely bigger and it's heavier. Yeah. Yeah. So that's different. But like my grandpa has a fishing boat. He loves it. I mean, he also has had a truck like for <laughs> as long as I've been. He's alive. fine. He has a truck. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. He loves it. He would definitely yeah. say go for it. But yeah, well, I'm also very conscious about the tendency of people in my situation, you know, who have this urge, especially in middle age to have the, to get their own little fishing boat, even if they have a place to put it, because it's a pretty, you know, strong stereotype that a month or two later that they're selling the boat because they, they didn't know what they were getting into. And yeah, it was too much work. They don't really have as good a place to put it as they thought. Yada, yada. That's now, the research you got to do. Exactly. That's what I'm doing. I'm not just going out and getting a boat. I'm I'm, I'm definitely taking it slow on this. Mm-hmm. So I'll keep you informed. Let's put it that way. I Great. think it'll be really fun for you, dude. I mean, honestly, I would love a boat. <laughs> the only reason I've not ever gotten a boat is because of what you just said there. The storage, yeah. the upkeep, especially, you know, like a, a motorboat or something, you know, one of those pontoon boats or whatever. There's just so much more care that has to right. go into them. And, but I would be one of those guys that would probably just want like a little party boat, you know, pontoon boat thing where you store it at the marina during the season. Right. And then, you know, you winterize it and you clean it every year. But, you know, there's the engine maintenance and all those little things that I just don't know. You know, I don't it's know how true. To work Summarizing on and winterizing. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It's such a pain for my dad. I mean, we yeah. don't do it ourselves. We take it somewhere. But yeah. it costs a lot of money to do that usually. Mm-hmm. We just keep ours parked like on the street in front of our house mm-hmm. because it's really, really expensive to store at a Yes, marina. I know it is. Right. That's really a, yeah. expensive. I'm not yeah. going to be doing so, that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's fun. If you want to do it. And if I can make it work, it. Mm-hmm. I think it will be. Yeah. It's yeah. think rowboat a tiny bit bigger with a trolling motor or maybe a 50 horsepower Troller. outboard on it. Yeah. Yeah. Just Sweet. something minimum fishing boat size. 
you know, we're talking maybe a, a few hundred pounds, something like that. Oh, uh, you could lift that up with your arm then. No problem, dude. You, with well, your, you could with your carry it. Pack, yeah. You could carry it. <laughs> I might have a, get a hernia out of that, but, uh, but a lot of people. Yeah. Might. So we're talking very little weight, very small boat, just something that will move maybe a couple mile an hour for trolling and uh, not the internet kind. That's it. That's all I'm looking for. Sweet. So there you go, man. Be a lot of fun. There you go. Boom. So speaking of fishing, I know you and I have both been playing Far Cry Five, and oh, there yeah. there is that. I don't. I don't know if you tried the fishing in there in the, yes. in the game. Okay, I so finally like, did. Yeah, that's something that's in the game is that you get to fish in the game, and you know you catch your fish and sell your fish and make some money and do stuff and all that. And it's so funny because you know there's boats in the game, there's helicopters, cars, etc. Well, there's also float planes, which I love yeah. float planes. And I got to finally go on a float plane in Alaska a couple of years ago. Sarah and I did. Oh, and it was one of the coolest things ever because I mean, like you, you take off and catch a can and you know, you fly all over the mountains and you go up all by these glaciers and amazing. And then you just kind of drop down into this mountain. It, it's a glacial lake uh-huh. that you can really, truly only get to with a plane or a helicopter because right. you, I mean, I guess you could try to hike it, <laughs> but I don't know how safe that is because it's literally out in the middle of nowhere. So, I mean, here's this like glacial lake that's accessible mostly by air and we land and, and we get, to, you know, you can stand out there. You're just sitting on the middle of the lake, you know, on the plane, you get out on the pontoons and all that. And I'm just like, Oh, this is so cool. In far cry five, you can fly float planes and you can get out on the pontoons. And I'm like, this feels so realistic, like real <laughs> life. It's not even funny. They've really recreated this. Well, so I'm yeah, standing on the pontoons job. and then I'm like, I'm going to go get up on top of the wing and I'm standing on the wing and I'm fishing. I'm like, this is awesome. I don't know why it's so fun, but it's so fun. Weirdly peaceful. Till some cultists come up on a Zodiac peaceful, peaceful or Sunday afternoon and then start shooting you. Yeah. yeah. Then it's, then it gets real. But um, that's why your float plane has rockets and machine guns. So you can just mow them down <laughs> yeah. and then get back to fishing. Just get back in your plane. That's so morbid. Kill the guys. Horrible. I know. Well, you know what, though? Uh, it's a it's a very interesting game because you're playing against these crazy cultists who are murdering innocent people and you are a deputy in the Hope County Sheriff's Department, I guess. And, you know, you're out trying to basically break up the cult and, you know, free the people essentially and, you yeah. know, take because they took over a lot of that whole county. And so you're taking things back over and it's pretty cool. So, the you know, like the Hollywood sign on the mountain. Yeah. There's a, yes. Yeah. There's a sign on, on one of the mountains in Montana that says yes. And we went and we blew up the S. And so now it says ye. That's crazy. I, I haven't even tried to do that yet. No, Ubisoft is the gaming company that makes the Far Cry series. And yeah. I continue to be impressed with Ubisoft. They, are, they seem to be one of the most consistent studios with regards to quality of writing and content. I mean, they, they did all the Assassin's Creed games, which have really good writing. They've done all the Far Cry games. I only played one of them, but it's good. I mean, Far Cry 5 has a really good story. The whole concept and setting of Far Cry 5 is not really up my alley. Fighting cultists in Montana would never strike me as, oh, I got to get that game and see how it is. But I I finally, you guys liked it. I picked it up and I'm really impressed with how addictive that game is. Yeah. And I think it's the remoteness of the setting makes it feel like an apocalyptic setting. So, which I like, so that maybe helps, but but anyway, it's also yeah, absolutely I, I, beautiful. It's a blast. It is. It's a very, very beautiful game. Yeah. Fun game to play. I highly recommend this one. So what I, I find, can't wait to Far Cry 6. Yeah, which is coming out really soon. What I find so yeah. interesting about this game too is well, a lot of times it's like Johnny Pistol Shot and I will play games like this and he is a horticulturalist. Yeah. He has seen parts of Montana. 
So of course, you know, he notices plants and everything like that. In fact, he was talking about the whole mysterious seed thing with us too, but yeah. So we're in this game and one of the things in this game is that they use this, this mysterious looking flower as a hallucinogen. And he said, right. well, that's actually a real flower in that part of Montana. And I said, Oh really? He's like, yeah, it's a, it's a hallucinogenic flower that does exactly what they're showing you in the game and too much of it will kill you and stuff like that. And, and so like he was doing something and I, I don't remember. I was all of a sudden he started like laughing like a giddy schoolboy kind of thing. <laughs> what what, what's, girl more like, yeah, yeah. actually probably. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, what are you laughing? He's like, Oh my gosh, like this is so accurate to Montana. I'm like, Oh wow. Already a, only a horticulturist would notice that, but really cool though. Like that's <laughs> how much detail goes into these games. They actually do their research, you know, and they make it very yeah. realistic and they try to recreate like, this is what it looks like. So, yeah, it looks like you're in Montana. It's pretty neat. Yeah. So I like nerding out about that. So cool. the guy that plays and acts Joseph Seed, who is the big baddie in this game, I'm not going to. He's the cult leader. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought this guy looks kind of vaguely familiar and I was trying yeah. to figure out like, who is he? Well, they I mean, that's actually the real guy's face. Um, it is an actor and his name is Greg Brick Brick Brick. Anyway. Oh, I he, thought you were going to say Matthew McConaughey because that's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it looks like Matthew McConaughey quite a bit, but he's been in, uh, you know, quite a few movies. He's one of those dudes that's like the the bad guy always, you know, in the movie. He was in Code Typecast, 8. Typecast, yeah. Well, he was in the the late, the late new movie My Spy, which looked interesting to me. I saw the... Oh, do you know he's in the movie about? you're going to review? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so I thought, wait, this guy, wait, is that Joseph Seed? I'm like, no way. So it's pretty cool. So my spy is, you know, Drax, the destroyer from guardians of the galaxy. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the main dude. I saw the previews for this, you know, it was going to be in the theater and I thought, cool, this will be fun. Let's go see it. Well, then of course they shut down the theaters. Didn't see it. So I thought, and then it came out on Amazon prime. So I'm like, let's watch this. This, this looks really cheesy, but then again, it might be kind of fun. The movie starts off because, you know, it's this whole story about he's a spy and then there's this nine-year-old girl. And usually when you get that kind of pairing, it becomes a little too (laughs) juvenile for me. You know what I mean? It certainly becomes a certain genre of film. Yes. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is it didn't really. It kind of went that way. And then it went, you know, you kind of think like, okay, our kid's going to watch this movie. This is going to be a movie for kids. Well, they get into the movie and I'm like, this is definitely not a movie for kids or at least it shouldn't be. It's, it's reminding me of uh, the professional with uh, Natalie Portman when she was little, not quite that? that dark and gritty. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was an intense movie. This is like an in-between. So it's okay. not a kid's movie. It's not the professional. It's a kind of a, I don't think kids should watch this, but at the same time, it's got some, you know, fun, lighthearted humor in it. And it started off. Okay. And I thought, eh, I don't know. Okay. We'll see where this goes. There's some fun stuff. And then it, it was really funny towards the end. The, the movie actually ended really well. So, you know, it's not like a, high quality. Let's talk about this and get, you know, intellectual about it kind of movie. Let's get an Oscar. It's just a fun popcorn flick. So something to watch for fun. That's lighthearted, but again, maybe not, you know, if you have kids, maybe not a kid's movie. You, you actually mentioned something about the good place to me and I'm curious to hear your thoughts, but did you like the show overall? Yeah, I did. I definitely thought that season one was the best for sure. Just because it, I don't know. It was just like kind of made me feel good. Not necessarily like the part where they're like, oh my gosh, I was put here by accident, kind of. But mm-hmm. like, just the thought of kind of that utopia, kind of, it seems so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really like that. But the episodes are really short and yeah. there aren't very many episodes per season. There's only like 12 or something. 
and they're like 20 minutes. So it didn't take me very long to catch up. But it really kind of got me thinking about, because I'm not a religious person. I don't really know what exists <laughs> out there. You're an agnostic. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, but, I exist. Um, it's about me. I'm yeah. just kidding. No, go ahead. Go ahead. But like, I mean, no one knows what exists. So it was just kind of interesting to think about like if something like that was actually real and kind of just like put it into perspective in my own life, not necessarily like the point system of it, but just like what is my motivation behind my actions? Because like in the show, they're talking about, okay, well, I did this nice thing for someone, but my motivation wasn't good. Like my intention was to do it so that I could get this. It Mm -hmm. wasn't that I did it for the benefit of helping this person kind of. Sure. When it comes to like, okay, there's someone walking and they, they litter. Like I am going to go pick that up and throw it away. But like, what is my motivation behind that? Yeah. Like, I don't really know if I have a motivation. Like it's just the right thing to do. Hmm. You know? Yeah. I like your train of thought. That's interesting. Kind of (laughs) thinking about that for a while. And I still think about that a lot. It's like, I don't always know what my motivation is. But it's never like in order to like get somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not, it's not to further yourself. It's just. Exactly. Like I'm like doing an it instinct. because it's the right thing to do. I'm doing it because I want to be a good person. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And it's Without- just like an instinctual thing. Like I don't always have a motivation behind it, I think. But I don't know. Watching that show and kind of the messages behind it really kind of put that in perspective for me and made me mm-hmm. think about it and apply it to my own life. So it's good. Huh. Yeah. That was nothing I ever really thought of before. Interesting. Yeah. We've, well, had, also, special. we've had those yeah, conversations well, a lot, you know, in the past about, but that kind of re-sparked some of that, that this idea that, yeah, what are your motivations? And it's so funny because I've even been talking about this too. And I think like, well, I do this stuff because it, you know, it's the right thing to do. And then if I really dig deep though, it's like, well, am I doing it because it's the right thing to do or am I doing it because I'm in public and someone's going to see me, you know, and you start asking that. And it's like, well, if no one's around to see me, am I really going to do it? You know, it's yeah. interesting. It's like, a, and I'm not saying one way or the other, you know, that I think there's kind of both when it comes to that kind of thing. I, I think everybody, in fact, we were just asking, like, is there truly any such thing as absolute true altruism with human beings you know, like I will do something for someone else with absolutely nothing in return. And, and part of that is it doesn't even bring yeah. me joy, by the way. Mm. So yeah. like I'll do it. It doesn't bring me joy, but I'll do it. You know, I think like, cause we were talking about mother Teresa even. And the idea was, was like, well, she was one of the most selfless people that, you know, I think most of us had really ever heard of. And then you think, but did she receive joy and like fulfillment in doing what she did. I know. And she had to have. She had to have. I feel like definitely with that stuff, and this was part of it too, is, you know, you, I don't know, you have to live your life for you at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to strike that balance. And honestly, like the thing I've kind of been struggling with now is like Corona. I was at the grocery store at the self checkout And this woman was buying like alcohol at the self-checkout. I don't know why you would do that at the self-checkout, but some people do. (laughs) You mean like like to drink, not for like cleaning? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, just, just just clarify. Because with Corona, <laughs> yeah, so she, anybody she that buys alcohol with Corona now, it's like, you know, I'm using this for cleaning. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> well, so she was buying alcohol and she had to scan her ID and she didn't know how to. And the, oh, the, how old the are you? person who works at the <laughs> self-checkout, like monitors it, yeah. monitors it, came over and, and was trying to help her and she dropped her ID. Uh-oh. And so me instinctually, I was like, oh my, I'm going to pick this up for her because she was oh, also yeah. older. Yeah. And so oh, I was okay. like, I'm okay. going to pick this up for her and give it to her, which I did that. And then afterwards I was like, oh Ew. God, did I not have done that? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are the germs on that? Give me like, some of your alcohol. I need to wipe my hands. Yeah. I know. And my, I was with my boyfriend, Nico, and he was like, why did you just do that? And I was like, because it's the nice thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the so way. So now I'm hey, like, Nico. I want to be helpful. But like, yeah. where's the line? Because like we're in a pandemic. Yeah. Okay. So to be fair there, you're thinking, well, I don't want her germs, but at the same time, if she's older, you don't, she doesn't want your germs either. Exactly. You know? so and I was right. just trying to be nice. Cause oh, like totally. older people usually, you know, they have a harder time bending over or something yeah, like that. Yeah. This That's, lady was so stressed out, like yeah. trying to buy her alcohol. <laughs> I was like, I just want to help her. her and I was just like, yeah. oh my gosh, should I have not done this? Well, okay. So here's a really good thing. Like they, they have wipes around. They're supposed to anyway. So like, that's where you could say, hold on, let me get that for you, but let me pick it up with a wipe or with a Kleenex or something so that I don't contaminate your ID. I mean, that's kind of crazy, but if you think of it like that, then that way the person doesn't feel like, Hey, don't touch it. I don't want you touching my, like, don't invade my space. I mean, that's an option. It's going to be an awkward option, but it's an option. Ma'am, what's that handle of Jack for? It's for cleaning. <laughs> We're in a pandemic. What do you think, young whippersnapper? You think I'm going to drink this whole thing myself? Isn't that special? That's mine. She wipes her tables yeah. with it. It leaves a nice maple scent it behind, was, you know? It was insane how stressed out she was. I was I get it. kind of just like, you should have gone to the actual checkout line. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, she might have <laughs> been embarrassed and I just want to get this done before somebody notices and whoops, that backfired. Just one more example of how all of us in all different ways are having to adjust to this new way of existing around each other. It's true. The altruistic of us like you who would automatically do things that would involve contact with people's stuff that you would never have before thought of twice about. Now know, it suddenly has potential consequences. Yeah, it's true. It's so like instinctual. Something like that, I didn't even think about. It's just mm-hmm. something that I did. I don't know. That's the right thing to do. Totally. Like I like no, doing no. things like that there, to be kind. Yeah. But now you do have to think about that stuff. And so it's not just like second nature to me anymore. Yeah, no, it's no. like, wait, <laughs> don't it's not, stop. It, this can't be a habit. No, it can be. Don't stop being you. You did the right thing. All you got to do is after you hand her the ID, get some hand sanitizer and wash your hands. That's all you got to do. And yeah. do it in a way that's like respectful to her too. So like, don't, yeah, don't stop sure. doing it. Just maybe find oh, an alternative yeah. to do it in a way that may or may not threaten you and or them or. That's right. Yeah. See, I wasn't even putting, I wasn't even going the next step that she, you know, how does she know you don't have it? How do exactly. you know you don't have exactly. it? Uh, so yeah, you're right. It, there's no good answer. Uh, Well, no, I mean, there is, that's what, this is where we have to get creative. Like last week I said, there's a lot of things that many of us normally do and they're no longer available to us right now because things are shut down for whatever reason. So we got to think of alternatives. We can't just like stop living for the next however long this is going to take. Right. We got to think of new ways to do things. It's the same thing here. You normally like don't stop unleashing your superhero and doing the right thing. 
just figure out a way to do it in a way that they don't feel scared, threatened, whatever. People are going to end up just wearing gloves everywhere. That'll or be part bubbles. of the new. We could, we could be the boy. Nah, the that's too much. Yeah. Wear rubber gloves everywhere. Well, one thing. Blue, blue ones. There you go. Hands of blue. <laughs> two by two. <laughs> exactly. By the way, I, I don't know if you ever knew this, Natalie, but this would have been last February. So February of 2019 or March or whatever. So after, no, I guess it would have been sometime in March or whatever when, when we all met. But I used to, and I still do periodically, I just haven't had as many interactions with people where we used to share just unleash the superhero stories, random people that we'd come across that did just like, wow, that's surprising. You know, that's not normal. And that was kind of an above and beyond thing. So when you say like, you're, you're sitting here explaining to us and I'm, I'm sure somebody's somebody's sitting here listening, just going like, yeah, she's, she's not really that altruistic. She's, she's doing this for something, right? I mean, everybody's going to have that doubt, but you were, yeah. you were one of the examples that I shared last year on the show about some, cause I had just met you. I didn't even really know who you were about someone who had unleashed their superhero for us. And I had mentioned, you know, coming back from, you know, here I am like, we're, we're getting home from my grandma's funeral, tough times, you know, and then just what you did at the coffee shop and some other stuff like that. And I, I'd mentioned that I think a couple of times, I don't know if you ever knew that, but it's not, you're not one of those that you do it for. I mean, if you do it for yourself, it's not obvious, but it is clear that you do actually want to, I guess, bless others for lack of a better word. Like you, it seems like that's what you really desire to do. So keep doing it. Oh, or, thanks, or you're Brian. just, you're that's just true. someone you're, who you're welcome. You're someone who lives by the golden rule, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Natalie? honestly, maybe that's true, but I don't think of it that way, I would say. No. I don't know. But just as a disclaimer, I didn't know, like, when I met you, Brian, about your grandparents. I don't think no, you didn't. just said that you had gotten back from somewhere. Well, yeah, we had like, literally just, just flown in. Yeah, you had yeah. just driven up from the airport and you needed, like, a pick me up. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and so I do remember giving you guys free coffee, I think, or I made you yeah. a pour over and I only charged you for like a, a drip or something. I don't remember. I don't remember <laughs> what it was either. I just remember like you, you guys went were above so and beyond nice. though. Yeah. Well, one of those little things. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. And you, and it wasn't just once, like it was a few times and I was just like, wow, who does stuff like that? And the answer is not that many people. It's very rare to find people who do what you did. So, so Natalie, I just want to say. You deserve a high five. Here we go. Oh, Ready? Yeah. Yes. High five. Smack. <laughs> Do you remember that? The high five thing? Love that. Yeah. I love that. Yay. You that's earned so it. Awesome. Uh, thank you guys. See, that's why wow. I love having you on thank the show you, too, Bart. because you're the kind of person who just brings joy. It's actually interesting. I, I told you this and I have heard from various listeners who have said, I really, really like Natalie on the show. She's fun. She's just joyful. She's positive. And a couple of people have even said, I feel like it's somebody I could just hang out with. So Oh my gosh. You're just I love special. That. I'm, I just want to be friends with everyone. I know you do. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Like yeah. I, I just love like talking to people and I, I think I'm realizing about myself. I was talking to my dad about this the other day, actually, because we were talking about, I don't know, we were talking about something and it kind of led into like, you know, self-confidence and I don't know. He always talks about when I was a baby and how like outgoing I was and like, my first word was actually. <laughs> what? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if I had mouth, if, wow. sorry, if I had water in my mouth right now, I'd be choking. Uh, your I first word was actually. Actually. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. 
That's awesome. When I was like, I don't even think I was two or something like that. He'll always tell me. And he's like, I was just so like blown away by you as a kid. And like going through school, I think like speaking for myself and, you know, like what my parents have like told me that they've observed too. Like my confidence really like took a blow. I mean, I think that is a normal thing for kids going through high school, especially middle school too. Oh, yeah. It was a really tough time for me. But I was not like in a bunch of really great friend circles for a while. And it was something I felt like I couldn't really get out of. And so that really kind of destroyed my self-confidence a lot. And so now I'm like, I'm finally feeling like I'm like, I am pretty awesome. And <laughs> I, I feel like, like I felt like that for a while. But like, I'm, I'm at a place now where I'm like, I have some pretty good qualities and like, I want to share those with the world. I want to be friends with everyone. I want to, and I, I think that I really hit my stride when I'm like in a place where I can like mentor people, if that makes sense. Like I always want to help, but like once I have experience in something, like for example, when I'm, I'm not the new person at a job, like when I wasn't the new girl at Harbinger and there were new people coming in, like, I just felt like I was in such like a position to like help others. Take with them what, under your wing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like help them with what I know. And now that I've been at SCAD for a while, like I've met some people through my like my online classes who are like have never had the chance to go to SCAD because they joined right when the pandemic. Came. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so they never got the on-campus experience. And so I feel like I'm in a place now where I can reach out and say, hey, like, I know what it's like to be in your shoes. Like, you have a friend. Like, here's my yeah. number. Contact me. Like, let's get a coffee. We'll finally get to go back to Savannah. Nice. Like, yeah. whatever. And I feel and by like the way, that's I'm pretty awesome. I feel you got to like, tell so them that too. Empowered. Yeah. <laughs> be careful. But yeah, no, <laughs> that was awesome. just classic. Uh, no, you know I, what? I came to realize I'm pretty awesome. That was one of the best lines I think I've ever heard on the show. That that's it. I mean, that's we can retire now, man. We don't even. I'm just kidding. <laughs> First of all, forty-one, folks. I want to say that was awesome. It's interesting hearing some of your journey, and I go, I went through a very similar journey, and I'm just, just like, not as awesome. I'm just not as awesome, apparently. But I, it's, <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. You just gotta believe it. See, no, but this is what's interesting is that we have a very similar personality. I went through that typical, you know, blow to the confidence booster, whatever you want to call it, you know, back in, in middle school too. But I've gone through a, a blow to the confidence recently. I mean, and not even just recently, but over the last, you know, few years or so. And you're right. Like exactly what you're saying is, is refining that confidence. And it's really hard to do because no one can really give that to you. You kind of have to find exactly. that. Exactly. You have to find it in yourself, which yeah. is so hard in it. It's, it's kind of crazy because like, Things like that, like you're all the confidence you have could be taken away so quickly, but it takes yeah. ages for you to build it back up. Totally. And I, everybody's always, you just have to be willing to take that hard look at yourself and say like, okay, yeah. what can I fix? Like, yeah. what can I improve? How can I be a better version of myself? How can I be more confident? Because when you are that more confident version of yourself, people see that. Yeah, it's true. Oh, they do. And then, you know, what's funny is they're, they're very much attracted to that and they are not attracted to the opposite at all. Right. Exactly. What's interesting. Well, is like, thing, yeah. It puts you in a vulnerable position too, because then yeah. some people 
take advantage of that. So I don't know. You just have to be on the lookout and aware, but also confident enough to be like, sorry, like I can't have a person like this in my life because this, this isn't healthy for me. Like I just finished like building myself up. I just got to the point. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to let you take that away from me. What you're doing is something that again, not a lot of people do. I think I've actually had maybe less than a handful of people in my life do what you're doing with your friends at SCAD, which is, Hey, I know you're new. I know you're trying to find your way around and stuff like that. Here's my number. Give me a call. Let's get coffee. I'll show you the ropes, whatever. But I've done that for others too, but I'm realizing, and and I'm not, not just now I've realized this before that when I do that for others is when my cup is full. But if my cup is empty or as I like to say, cracked and dry and bone, you know, like blah, blah, (laughs) that happens. Exactly. You know, you can't offer that. So you need someone else to lift you up. I know how I would feel if someone like reached out to me and did that. So like, I know how it feels to be in certain positions. Totally. So I, I want to help make that experience or transition or loneliness or whatever it might be just a little bit better if I can. Totally. And that's when I, I don't know, that's, I kind of agree with you. I think the, the filling of the cup is a good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody has multiple cups, but, um, but you have your emotional cup. You have like, yeah, totally. Whatever. Yeah. You don't have just one cup. But yeah, that is definitely something I'm realizing about myself is that I definitely see myself like maybe hopefully like in a leadership position someday where I can help people with that. I don't really see myself not being in a position like that. Yeah. So I'm happy that I'm realizing that about myself now. Yeah, for sure. Instead of like later in life and being like, why did it take me so long to get to this point? point. Yeah. And you know what you just said there is one of the biggest reasons why I created the show and why we do it is to fill others cups up. That's what what we're doing here. I mean, we, everything we say is designed to help you who's listening, walk away from the show better than you were before. And it doesn't always work that way. I'm sure. I'm sure there are some times where in the past we've gotten on our soapbox and ranted about stuff that we shouldn't have. And that but it was you know, fun. It was fun. Well, but you want to know why is because our cups weren't full. That's I, a good point. I know that when yeah. I rant and I get upset about stuff is because my cup is empty. I know that. Yeah. And when my cup is full, I just kind of blow that stuff off and say, then let's look to the positive and let's be an example of what to do rather than complaining about what's wrong. Yeah. So I like that. If you ever hear episodes where we're ranting, it's because I need a helping hand. Let's be honest. We're not in the best place. Yeah. yeah. But if you hear where we're just positive and having a good time, it's because our cups are full and ideally our cups are always full so that we can, you know, I ideally pour into your cup and fill you up essentially. But you know, it doesn't always work that way. So yeah, we like right now I can't think of anything particular that I want to complain about. So maybe my cup's <laughs> pretty full. There you go. It's yeah. true. Yeah. But I think it's also really important for people to know that like you don't have to be like that super positive version of yourself all the time. Obviously you can like strive to be that person, but it's okay to not be okay all the time. Like Mm -hmm. it's okay to feel sad. Okay. For your cup to be a little bit empty. It's okay to rant if you're frustrated or upset with something, Mm -hmm. but it's okay to have a case of the Mondays. (laughs) Yeah. Just as long as you don't make that your life. I mean, I can't see how that would be fun for anybody. No, you know, it's okay. So, we I've mentioned that we've been back watching the TV show monk, you know, cause we never watched it when it aired and it's been really, really fun to watch. And the episode that we're on is where monk goes back to his 25th college reunion. And I thought, 
Well, I don't even know anyone that does college Did reunions do college? at all. Yeah. So I was so like, that's weird. But anyway, he's at his 25th class, you know, reunion for college and he's there. And so in the show, like you learn this in the first episode, his wife tragically dies in a, a car bomb. He sees another guy that was a former classmate and his wife had died. And so they're both like, yeah, but I'm sorry. You know, sorry, you lost your wife. Yeah. Sorry, you lost your wife. And then so he's like, well, all, all you can do is move on. And Monk goes, no, you really can't. He's like, no, you can never move on. You, you just have to live the rest of your life miserably and in pain and all alone. <laughs> I mean, at first you're kind of like, it's really sad. And you're kind of laughing at the same time. Well, the other guys just kind of like, uh, excuse me. I, 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 my family, I'm remarried and I need to go Bye. And what Sarah and I were just like, is that people really don't, especially if they don't know you very well, they just don't want to hear your pain. Right. Sadly, even though, like you said, Natalie, it's real. You're welcome to have that. I mean, everybody's going to have pain at one time or another, and it's okay to be real, but you got to remember too, that not everybody wants to hear it sadly. And so people exactly. are definitely more attracted to the positive and the joyful. And even if you're in a painful situation, the hope, you know, they lost their wife. We're trying to move on. That's hope, even though it's a sad moment, but the pessimism of there's no hope, just give up and be alone the rest of your life. That's just not healthy. <laughs> Nobody wants that. If you do need to rant or whatever, that's okay. Just make sure you're doing it to someone that you trust because a lot of people will listen to your rants or to any like emotional or intimate information that you might share and run with it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because that has definitely happened to me before. Not not like on the rant side of it, but more on the like intimate, I don't want everyone to know this and oh, people yeah. kind of take advantage of your vulnerability, totally. which is such a bummer. And I think that that's something that I would say that I still kind of have trust issues because of things like that. And I don't know who doesn't. There's a handful of people that are allowed to know certain things and the rest, it's not their business. Let's get into the origins of sayings. So you got two here. Tell us about them. First one. Kick the bucket. Now, we all know that means when you die, you kick the bucket, right? Most etymologists agree that the bucket refers to a kind of yoke that was used to hold pigs by their heels so that they could be slaughtered and was particularly used in parts of Norfolk. Now, that mm. would be Norfolk, England. The subsequent death throw spasms of the unfortunate animals created the impression that they were kicking the bucket. Hmm, didn't That's know that. disturbing. I know. Uh, <laughs> the derivation is either from Old French bouquet, a balance, or the fact that the raising of the yoke on a pulley resembled a bucket being lifted from the well. Interesting. Weird. Um, yeah, the term is known to date from at least the 16th century. The more interesting and probably apocryphal origin relates to suicides who would stand on a large bucket with noose around the neck and at the moment of their choosing would kick away from the bucket. So the meaning of the the meaning of the of the saying is possibly twofold. I didn't know that. As I didn't usual. either. And so it's a really, you know. it's a morbid way of saying that that person died. Wow. But so yeah, that, morbid, morbid, and flippant at the same time. Well, and inaccurate too, because if the person actually died of natural causes, then they technically did not kick the bucket because that would assume that they chose suicide, based on the truth. So we shouldn't be using that term. There you go. Fascinating. Okay, there you go. What's the next one? <laughs> The next one is your name is mud. Now this has, this is kind of a passe saying at this point, I haven't heard anybody use it for quite a while, but uh, still back do. when I was younger, I, I hear it once uh, in a while, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Once in a while. Yeah. Dr. Samuel mud. And that's mud with two D's by the way, uh, was a 19th century American doctor from a small town in Maryland. 
when he became embroiled in one of the most defining moments of the country's history, that being when John Wilkes Booth shot President Lincoln on the 14th of April, 1865. When he did that, when Booth shot the president and escaped from the Ford Theater, was it? Mm-hmm. He broke his leg while escaping because he jumped out of a um, uh, out of the balcony. Out of the box, and, yeah. And said said something like, the South lives. He said Six something. Semper Tyrannus. He broke his leg when he did that, and he rode away from D.C., entered a town called Bryantown. Huh? Bryantown? Hey, right. Where he knocked on the door of Mud's home at 4 a.m., and Mud treated his broken leg and let Booth stay for the night. Well, like any doctor, he didn't know he just assassinated the president. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the frantic manhunt following the assassination, Mud was arrested as a conspirator. Lame. How human, right? Yeah. Although many historians believe he did not knowingly involve himself in Booth's plot, and I don't think he did either, yeah. and was a victim of hysteria. He was pardoned in 1869 by President Johnson. Four years later. But the oh. damage to his reputation was done, yeah. So his name is still linked to disgrace even today. Wow. <laughs> but, but attempts to redeem Samuel Mudd's reputation continue. Like his family is still out there trying to spread the word. Hmm. He didn't know. Yeah. Quit using that. So it, isn't it interesting how some, yeah. some innocuous event like that, some doctor trying to help some guy who broke his leg. Yeah. So basically you lost his infamous. reputation. And so when your name is Mud, you've lost your standing or reputation yeah. with people, whatever that is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, Oh, well, thanks for sharing those. I appreciate it. Thanks for hearing. Well, Natalia or a uh, Nality trendsetter. Caffeine, Caffeine whatever. Thanks for being <laughs> on the show. Once again, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me once again. I appreciate it. Of course. And captain, as always a pleasure, my friend. Hmm. Mm, that's right. You gotta beat them. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. When a 1980s rock star cut his hair, did an angel get its wings? Or did a devil get a migraine? I don't care, as long as the hair went to charity. You know what music means? No. No, it is time for Lemon Pledge. No. 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 It is time for us to go. We no. I can... I changed Lemon Pledge to Jack Daniels for my cleaning. <laughs> I need a bottle of Jack to clean my counters off. Um, uh, okay. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Have a great week. We will talk to you next week as always. And The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.